Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shake, The Dream Take podcast. My name is Michael the Hebrew Hammer Brown. I am coming to you live here on Spotify Green Room to talk all things Houston Rockets after another Rockets game as we have the past nearly season and a half. So if you are joining us here on Spotify Green Room and you would like to come talk Houston Rockets basketball with me. Hit that request to speak button. I take any and all calls on the post-game shows that we do. Uh, we are here to talk with you, the fans, about anything Houston Rockets related. Uh, we'll talk a little bit at the beginning of the show about the box score from tonight's. Uh, I don't want to call it a thrashing by the Bulls, but I will call it a wire-to-wire beat down by the Chicago Bulls. And I think Rockets legend Calvin Murphy said it best um, on the on the comments that I just heard post game real quick. Uh, that, or excuse me, it was by Ryan Hollins. If you don't come out ready to play on any given night in the NBA, you're going to get an ass whooping. And that's what the Rockets got tonight. They were not good tonight. Uh, I would say the two... Probably the two lone bright spots with an abbreviation on, uh, you know, Armani Brooks played well in garbage minutes towards the end. Jay Sean Tate for the Rockets tonight did have uh, 16 points in 22 minutes. He was only a minus eight when he was on the court in those 22 minutes. He shot seven of 13 from the field. Uh, Christian Wood played well in the first half, I would say. Uh, he made himself more uh, aggressive on the offensive end. And I tweeted out during the game that this is the Christian Wood that I want to see on a night in and night out basis for the Rockets. Because when he is demanding of the ball on the offensive end, good things tend to happen for him. Um, Eric Gordon, 27 minutes, 10 points. He wasn't necessarily great tonight. Uh, Garrison Matthews, uh, two of four from the three-point line, two of five from the field, six points. Uh, He did have uh, four rebounds as well, Uh, two assists. He had a decent night. Armani Brooks did have 15 points. So uh, a decent game for him. Uh, You know, you look at the bench tonight for the Rockets. Uh, Let me take a look here. Usman Garuba only played four minutes. Not a great night for him. Uh, K.J. Martin, I say not a great night. He barely played. Uh, So uh, K.J. Martin Jr. had 15 points tonight. He's a guy, and I'll bring this up a couple times during the show tonight, and I'm dead serious that a guy like a K.J. Martin has to be in contention for the 
for the the NBA dunk contest this year. I mean, you, it, you're going to be hard pressed to find five guys that can fly as high as KJ Martin. Uh, so he had 15 points tonight. A couple of nice plays from uh, him. David Nwaba, six points. Uh, Alperen Shengun, uh, 19 points. Or excuse me, 19 minutes, eight points, five rebounds. Uh, defensively, uh, I mean, all the way up until the, you know, all the way from the first to the third quarter, Shingun was not necessarily good in my eyes. Fourth quarter, uh, he'd had some nice offensive possessions against Nikola Vucevic. Uh, Josh Christopher, 20 minutes, 10 points. Uh, Trevlin Queen, congratulations to Trevlin Queen. Uh, he did score his first ever NBA bucket tonight on a nice cut to the bucket and got uh, the easy layup there. So two points for him. On the night, uh, the Rockets, 14 turnovers, uh, not bad numbers. Uh, you know, in that department, DJ Augustine in 17 minutes also had seven points. Um, the Rockets shot 12 of 33 from the three-point line. Most nights, that's pretty good. Uh, they shot, you know, 36% from three. Uh, they shot 56% from the from the field, which is pretty damn good. Um, then the Bulls were unconscious tonight from the field, 53% from the field, 46% from the three-point line. Uh, looks like Harvey would like to get in on the conversation. Harvey, welcome to the show. How are you, my man? Oh, what's, what's going on? Uh, I didn't get a chance to see the, see all, see the game tonight. Uh, I was looking through the score on, on my phone, man, and uh, it, it wasn't looking too good. Overall tonight, I I guess I could see. Um, they weren't good tonight. Is it? Yeah, from from the inside, I think I think just just looking as far as development goes, we need more inside presence. I think our select the guards we have in the forwards, we can get a little bit better, but we need more we need more inside presence, man. People just drive to yeah. the basket at will. We said it. Not we. I'm gonna say me. I, I'm a fan of the big man, right? Like, I'm convinced you're not going to win in this league without a dominant inside presence. The Rockets don't have that. Shangoon is not that. Christian Wood is not that. That's a really scary proposition if you're a Rockets fan. Because people would argue that, I'll tell you this, I, we haven't seen a ton of Wood and Shangoon together. But from what I've seen, it ain't going to work, fam. I, I'm telling you that right now. Because they're too yeah. similar. They're, they're way too similar. And Shingun's only a rookie. So I don't put it on him. But Christian Wood doesn't play enough inside ball to make this a relationship that I'm going to see work long term. Um, That's my opinion. I, I could be wrong. Mate, I, I think Christian just needs that running mate that can, like, compliment him as far as the big men go. We don't, we don't have that right now. Uh, Shangun isn't, you know, Shangun needs to get uh, more quick. He needs to be more laterally quickly, more laterally quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Harvey, you're you're right on with that. I think right now, I just, uh, I'm not I just, sure. Wood is a power forward. Uh, I don't, I don't yeah. think he's the center. He's more of a power forward that likes to stay out in the perimeter and shoot and stuff like that. 
So we need a big man that's going to do most of the dirty work. That's why I hope, like, I hope we get Jalen Duran. I think he's the perfect match for Christian Wood because he'll do, he, he can cut through alley hoop doing all the dirty work. And Christian Wood can just, you know, clean up our off of that or whatever like that. But Jalen Duran for me was like what I'm looking at so far as far as guys coming out. Uh, yes, he he'd be a perfect match. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I, you're talking about the kid from Memphis. Yes, yes, him. Yeah, yes, him. I, it depends on it depends on where they draft. I mean, for me, I think Duran's got a little bit more development needed. For me, it depends on where they are. Like if they end up fifth. You know, for me, you're looking at a guy, you know, like a Patrick Baldwin from uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Uh, I'm yeah, looking I've been at, yeah, I'm looking at a guy uh, who's the kid from Auburn. There's a I, uh, Jabari, Jabari Smith, man. He's nice. I, I, I'm yeah, he's got a nice. I, he, I like. He's I like Jabari. Yeah, I like Jabari Smith a lot. See, see, here's the thing. You want to talk about NBA guys that this team desperately needs? They needed Julius Randle. I wish they mm-hmm. got Julius Randle when he was available because there was a time where Julius Randle was a forgot, you know, an afterthought. Um, you know, what would it take to get a guy like a Montrez Harrell? I, not Montrez Harrell, but Montrez Harrell-ish. He's got to be bigger. The Rockets, the Rockets need a banger, right? That's what this team yeah. needs. They have no... They need a young banger. Yeah, I don't they need a guy Rockets who has, needs to be spending too much money. Well, no, see, I don't agree with that because because the thing is, it's not my money. Why do I care if yeah, you're right, you're if, right. if Tillman wants to spend his money? The only thing I care about, and this is what you need right now, you need a guy or you need an owner that doesn't want to lose. That's it. That's what you need in the realm of money. Like these guys, what? Tillman's worth billions of dollars. You know, you want to own an NBA team? Do you want to see them? You know, ten and twenty-one on a season, or do you want to see them twenty-one and ten? That's the I have to, re- I have to rephrase that. What I mean by like not spending too much money, just like frivolously spending it because you got it. You mean you want to do your due diligence before you just go out sure. spending money? That's kind of more what I'm sure. saying because a lot of people are going to just try to be like, "Oh, hey, I can say the franchise, or I like to play with all these young guys," and then they don't turn out to be anything. Just right. uh, be a little bit more cautious with you know who you're giving the money to or what's going on. Because I really want to pay the hard workers that's been on the team that's been grinding and developing. Those are the guys I want to pay first, you know. So that's kind of my my thinking. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? And you bring up a great you bring up a great debate, right? They have to decide. The guy that you just described is Christian Wood. That's the guy you have to look at, and you you have to make a decision. Like, is he your guy or he's not your guy? Like, do you want to be? for lack of a better term, do you want to get into bed with Christian Wood on a long-term deal? And if you do, you're then looking at a guy like Alper and Shingun and you're saying, okay, are you going to fit with Christian Wood? Because if not, well, then Shingun's now, you're going to keep him on the bench? Well, Something, uh, something's going to have to give. And I'll mean- t- I- you see what I'm trying to say, though? Like, I, I understand what you're saying, but see, Shingun is so young right now. So with him, he has, I mean, he, he doesn't have to necessarily start to play a lot of minutes right now in the next coming years. He's only 19 years old, so I'm not really so much worried about that. I would be more just worried about trying to find that, that running mate with Christian, Christian Wood to 
bang down low with so that to take kind of most of the some of the pressure off of him because we see it, we see that he's not that type of guy. He's not game in and game out gonna be able to go down there and bang with these guys on the night in, night out basis. He needs a running mate, he needs help. So that's you know, that's why I'm looking at the Jalen Duran because he doesn't have to he doesn't need to score the ball so much. He's more of the cleanup guy where he can take that big and he can bang. He's young and he can bang with him while Christian Wood, you know, get his little mid-range jumpers or, you know, play to his strength. But the problem is, but the problem is that you're talking about not playing him a lot of minutes right now. You're stunting his growth. And I'm going to, I I will be on the forefront of this conversation because I got no problem being the guy that puts something out there like this. Don't be shocked if they eventually chose Wood over Shingun and they traded Shingun. Don't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, would, I don't it, know it depends, anything. It depends I don't know who they get, who get, what, what they're trying to get, to, what they're giving up to right. get him. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's You have to choose because unless they can magically, you can put them together. You're not sending Christian Wood to the bench, right? You're not, I think Shangoon needs those minutes. He played 19 minutes tonight. I just, they're so similar. You know, like what is, what is missing from Shangoon's game? The three ball. I mean, Christian Wood tonight shot one of three from the three point line. Shangoon was one of one from the three point line. Like Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, is that these guys have more similarities, which is a scary proposition. If you're looking at this and you're going to say, okay, what's best case scenario? Christian Wood. I mean, he's averaging 18 and 11. You're going to get rid of a guy that's 18 and 11 consistently for a a 19 year old rookie. That's not even averaging double digit points yet. Not to, it's no fault of his own, Mm -hmm. but you see what I'm saying? Like the, the organization might look at this and they may have to make a decision. And for me, if I could trade a Shangoon, and look, I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that may be a very uncomfortable conversation that this team has to address at some point. And they may say, what are we doing here? Yeah, down the line, I'm taking uh, Shingoon over Christian Wood down the line. Right now, of course, you would say Christian yeah. Wood is better. But I'm, I, I think Alfred Shingoon has more upside down the line to, to where Christian Wood can become expendable. Uh, I just don't think Christian Wood is worth the max money, to be honest. If I just had to just, if you had a gun to my head and I had to choose, I'm not paying Christian Wood. I would just go with the young guys and, and just roll. Because, see, if you get Jalen Duran, man, Christian Wood becomes even more expendable, man, because you can just put Shingoon right in that spot if you just really want to go young. Because Christian Wood is trying to, he's going to be one to contend, and we're not going to be contending by the time Christian Wood gets his max, like, wants his max money, you know? So. Well, but here's my – here's – speaking on that and what Dustin just put in the chat, what has Christian Wood done to deserve his big contract? Let me ask you a question. Is John Collins worth five years, $125 million in your eyes? Uh, mm, that's, the answer I, to that is – That's no, no, no. Okay. None of these – dude – 80% of the guys, and I would say 80 to 90% of the guys in this league are not worth their contract. Now, I think There's that's also like inflation, though. I don't know if that's really just... Right. Like but that's what I'm saying is like, it, it's not about that. It's about maintaining your talent. 
yes, you're going to have to overpay your talent to keep them here. There was a time in the NBA where Matthew Dellavedova got paid like $6 million in a season. There's no way that dude is worth $6 million, but that's beside the point. Harvey, anything else you want to yeah. add before uh, we get to our next speaker, my man? Um, man, I, you know what? To be honest, man, this season for me is not wins and losses. I'm looking for more development. I think I just want to see more of the young guys play. I want to see the young guys get better. And uh, hopefully we can do something with this at this trade deadline, man, and, and accumulate more picks because, you know, we got like, what, two more years before we have to give up. We got two more drafts before we have to start giving up our picks. So, you know, I just I'm just for me, I just hopefully want to be better by the time that time comes, because that's mostly what I'm more important about that I'm worried about because we're not contending anything. So it's all about development for me right now. Well, so let me ask you this. What do you want to see him do with the deadline? Um, right, give me, when you say when you say picks, right? What, when you say give up picks, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, just try to get whatever like the the best picks you can. I'm not saying anything in specific, but but, but I'm saying this because you don't want to get. We're not trying to get old veterans back or you know guys with high contracts back. So it's like the only thing you can trade for is either you're gonna get somebody or whatever. So as far as with the Eric Gordon situation goes, so. Uh, I, what what do you really, want for Gordon? Give me an ideal trade for Gordon. What are you looking for? To be honest, I don't really have one because his contract is so tricky to me. I, I just I, I can't I can't gauge his uh, I can't gauge his value level right now. I know he's le- at least worth like a, a a he's least worth a one first, I guess. You know, if you just want to go for starters, I'm not really for sure. I don't know if he's really even you know like that. I'll give you some, I'll give you some names for me to look out for in an Eric Gordon trade. If you can get a guy like a Kendrick Nunn or a Taylor Horton Tucker from the Lakers, or there, there's a point where I, I'm over the draft pick thing. Like I get it. It's great. It's awesome. But there's going to get to a point like you already have Shingoon and you already have Christopher. You've got KPJ and you've got Jalen Green, right? KPJ is basically still a draft pick. That's four guys mm-hmm. already that are already going to be viable rotational guys for, I would say, seven to 10 years. You also talk about a guy like a Jay Sean Tate. There's Christian Wood. Uh, you've got Armani Brooks, and you've got uh, who's signed on a deal. You've got Garrison Matthews. That's eight guys already that you can argue will be a part of your rotation for years to come. I don't think they want that many draft picks. I take that well, back. You don't want to, you don't want to go into – you're not Oklahoma City at this point. Like Oklahoma City is terrible. They want the draft picks. The Rockets don't necessarily need all of those picks. I think this is the t- this is the opportune time for them to look at a situation and try and acquire a disgruntled young star. And I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. My guy to watch is De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento. Wow, that that would I, I would I would like that, but I think the Kings will try to hold on to him. Uh, they're, they're not going to try to call a quiz with De'Aaron Fox yet. I, I think they're going to try to at least try to their last last attempt or something. But let me ask you something about Eric Gordon. What player is comparable that the Rockets could get back to where you could say, okay, I'm satisfied with that trade? I mean, to me, the 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 opportune place to trade him to Eric Gordon is trade him to the Lakers. Because the Lakers have some interesting pieces like I just named that if the Lakers look at this situation and they say, look, we got to go get a title, like bottom line, uh, it's, it's, you know, 
uh, it's title or bust. Eric Gordon gives them a viable score that they desperately need, you know, and Eric Gordon makes 19 million. I want to say. Would the Lakers uh, be able she, to pay for that? Well, I mean, it, if you look at their, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker makes nine and a half million dollars. He just signed his new contract and Kendrick Nunn for this one year, right? Uh, okay. So Kendrick Nunn, is on so let's start with Taylor Horton Tucker nine and a half million this year, 10 and a quarter next year, and 11 million the next year. And Taylor Horton Tucker is on a player option on the third year. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Nunn's on a one year, five million dollar deal and a player option next season. So he's an expired contract, right? So if the, if the Lakers kicked us those two dudes and threw in a pick, and we could give them Augustine and Gordon. I'd do that deal. That's well, the type okay, of deal so, that works out for both teams. Because you're getting what well, you yeah. want, in my eyes. Because you're getting draft picks and what uh money compensation as far as like money cap relief and things like that. Well, you're building your depth, is what you're yeah, doing. With Taylor you Horton Tucker. Right. You're taking on Taylor Horton Tucker. I like Armani Brooks. I think Armani Brooks is fine for now, but I'm always in the business of trying to upgrade my roster. Like the roster is fine for now, but I want to escalate. I don't want to be in the lottery every year. I think, yeah, I think Rockets fans forget what it was like the years of Kevin Martin, Luis Scola, Man, yeah, Chase yeah, Buttinger. Yeah. Like that's not fun. Sam and Decker. Sam Decker. I mean, you and I are Chandler chopping Parsons. Right. You and I are chopping it up right now, having a great time. But I, to be transparent, I don't want to be talking about what we're having to talk about this early in a season. Like, that's not, you know, I want 100 people in this room, you know, you know, on, on these types of postgame shows. That's what we're trying to build. You can only build that with a team that is performing at a high level because, honestly and transparently, no one wants to talk about a shitty basketball team five nights a week. I don't I need to go to college. I need to go to college to be an NBA scout, man, because they get paid to do nothing. <laughs> well, I don't think it, I don't think it's the fact that they get paid to do nothing. I think the I think the problem is it's so hard to look at these dudes and translate what they're going to look like at this level. Because there's so many mitigating yeah. factors. It's okay, if you get drafted, Mental. you know, it's like if you're going to a an Oklahoma City Thunder team. Are you real? Do you really think you're going to get the best coaching from an Oklahoma City Thunder staff? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe, possibly, but who knows? You, you have first of all, you have to live in Oklahoma City. Like no one wants to do that, <laughs> you know. You know, but you you can't you can't figure out if these guys are going to meet a girl, knock her up in the first three months that they're there. They tackle with you know that takes away from their game. There's so many factors yeah. like that, and I said it for two years now, I don't like the Rockets coaching staff. Like I'm not a fan of the Rockets coaching staff, you know, as well, a whole, I just, I don't think they're impressive, you know, through no fault of their own. They've got the, the lady Barbara Turner, who I like, I think her name's Barbara Turner. I got to verify that. Um, they got Barbara Turner. I like John Lucas, but like Dezange Giop. Like, yeah. I, saw, I thought that like, was him on the bench. I'm like, what is he doing there? You know, like I'm just sitting there and I'm like, ah, okay. I mean, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that, that you was. Know, a- you're, you, 
you bring in a guy like a Gerald Green. I'm a big fan of Gerald Green. Like having yeah, those yeah. types of dudes on the staff. You know, I think the Rockets coaching staff is actually doing better than I anticipated, but I still don't like them as a whole. Um, mm. You know, but that's what we talk about with development and with, you know, Oklahoma City basically gave away Alper and Shengun. I mean, that's one of the skills of the draft right now. Yeah, it is. You it know? is. Uh, but I think the Rockets, as far as the trajectory, what we, I, I, I project them to win, what, 20 games? Like, you know, in the 20 to 25 game range. So if, you know, we're going into the new year, they can get like, a, like getting you two more wins on this road trip or something. Come back, you know, a quarter of a way there, almost there. You know, I'm, I'm kind well, of we haven't even, progress, yeah. you know. We actually, we haven't talked about this either tonight. They're doing, they're playing these games without their starting backcourt. Yeah, and that's that's you why know, I'm I'm more patient, you know, because you yeah. know I'm I know that by when they come back, we'll we we'll, we'll get some of these wins and some of these close losses of you know sure. close wins. So you know it's yeah. just all about progress and development. That's why I say I don't worry about wins and losses that much because I know that it's, it's a rough it's gonna be rough. You know what I'm saying? Growing pains with these young guys. You just gotta be patient and try not to just go overboard with some of these losses. Some of these yep. losses are going to be bad, you know. Well, I think, and, and we're going to wrap the show up here in a minute. I appreciate you taking the time with me, Harvey. But my thing mm-hmm. is the biggest question, question, not objective, of, you know, things that we're trying to do on a nightly basis. I think getting the young guys as much run as possible, it goes without saying. I mean, we don't, we don't even need to mention that. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that to be the case. They literally cut Daniel House, which is the right move, and signed Garrison Matthews. Made me very excited. Yeah. Um, and they still got a little bit more trimming to do. The biggest question of the season is, can a roster contain both Christian Wood and Alper and Shengun successfully? That's it. That You have to answer that. You have to get as big a sample size as possible. Even if it's at the uh, – even if you lose games because of that lineup – if it's developing and you can see something there, they have to figure that out, especially going into next season with Christian Wood in a contract season next season. They have to sign him this summer. They have to sign him to an extension. Christian, I feel Wood, like. wants to, Christian Wood wants LP to get more minutes. So it's it, it, it would be smart to give him minutes and give them more time on the floor because it seems like he wants to learn his game. He kind of wants to yeah. kind of feed up off him. And that's why I say about getting Christian Wood that running mate because that's what Christian Wood wants. He wants someone to help him as far as, you know, because Al French ain't going, he's real good at getting passing, passing the ball off, setting screens and stuff like that. And Christian Wood, with that ball move, it helps Christian Wood get open shots here and there, get open lanes to the basket. So that's why I say it's so imperative for Wood to get that running mate because Wood is not the banger. He wants to be. But I think Shingun could be. That's yeah. the thing, though, is that I don't think they're using Shingun as well as – I mean, I coached basketball for a couple of years, you know, like young kids. Or not young kids, but they were 12 to 16, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest, the biggest thing you need to do coaching-wise is you have to put your guys in the best position to succeed. They're not doing that right now with Shingun in my eyes. They have to stop putting him on the perimeter. He does not belong at the perimeter. The farthest he needs to come out – from the basket is the free throw. 15, line. Yeah, 15. Stick him, stick him in the high post and let Christian Wood move around the perimeter, which is what he wants to do. Hit the backdoor cuts, 
hit the, you know, the, the in out runs. Like that's what he needs. That's because I think Christian Woods running buddy could be Shengu. And that would allow you to move Jay Shante to the three, which is more of a natural spot for him. The more I'm watching this team, your best lineup is KPJ, Jalen Green, Jay Shante, Alperin, Shengun, and Christian Wood. Yeah, that's, that's the lineup. Any story. Uh, like, any end of story. Like, that's it. That's what I want to see. Give me all of those minutes. I have to see if that works. You know, and we haven't yeah, even talked about Jay Shante. Jay Shante is balling right now. Yeah, and Jay Shante is playing the best basketball of his career right now. And the fact that he's shooting. What is what? How many shots did he have tonight? He had 13 shots. He's getting more aggressive. Jay Shantate is your small forward of the future. I, yes, he is. I, he, he's a small forward. He's, yes, he is. You know, I, I, I think it's game. I think it's going to be hard to replicate that with anybody else. I I, I take that back. For what you're going to have to pay him, like he's not going to demand 65, 75 million dollars. I don't think. I think he. I think you no, could get not him. Going to demand that much. I think you could get him for. Four years, fifty million, like somewhere in that ballpark when his contract is up. I do that all day long, all day long. So yeah, and that's I, I, I like Jay Shante. That's his natural position for me is the three, and I yep. feel like he's doing all this playing out of position at the four. Imagine what you can do when you slot him down and you got the big guys playing with against the big guys, and you got him roaming around with those guards and those forwards. He's going to really do good, man. And Jay Sean Tate is a great find. But I have a lot of confidence in Raphael Stone and his staff to get get this team back and running, man, because they've really they've been hitting it out of the ballpark so far. I yeah. And that, that James Harden. I think you and I differ a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to defend that James Harden deal, man. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm I like that James Harden that deal. I'm sorry. That deal sucked. I'm sorry. That man. deal sucked. They, no, look, and here's the thing. Right. And by the end of this, by the end of the show, you and I, you know, we're still going to be family. Again, no, we're still going to see good. each other. Yeah. yeah. It, the deal sucked. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Well, I, I let me preface this conversation by saying that I am not a long term approach fan. My co-host, Jeremy Brenner, love the guy to death. He's the guy that you and him would bond over this conversation because you guys, it sounds like. You like the deal because what the draft capital that you got? It's not. It's not even so much the draft capital. I think it's the the flexibility with the money to say, hey, we are going to okay. choose who we want to pay because we're new as okay. you coming in. We don't feel comfortable giving Jared Allen the money that Cleveland gave him, and he's only been here what a half a season. Oh, and, 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 and look and look at what Gerald okay. Levert. You'd have to pay Karis Levert that money. Look what he's doing in Indiana. They're trying to trade him right now for peanuts. But here's the thing, though, right? But let me, let me, two things, right? Okay, so I knew it was one of the things. Draft capital, you like the flexibility. You like the flexibility of not having to pay a guy right now, and you've got that money to use with other guys that you deem feasible, correct? You know, basically they did a Bill Belichick in a way because they got off Harden earlier than what they wanted to. Okay. But they, they got That's off fair. him earlier before it was too late. And now you're looking at it now and it's looking like, whoa, man. You know, everything is kind of looking like, you know, when you're looking at other players, the only, only player that you're like, man, I wish you kind of would have kept is Jerry Allen. But he, you guess, expected he was going to be good. He's a young player. He was going to be good. But so you're going to have, so my thing is, 
you're you're begging and pleading on on the show for a running buddy for Christian Wood. You couldn't pick a guy better than a Jared Allen for him because that's exactly what you needed. That's exactly yeah. what you need. And he's averaging 17 points and 11 rebounds. You wouldn't give what is it? What did he get? What did he get? Five years, 100 million, or four years, 100 million? Yeah, he, I think he got five. I'm not for sure what he got. Yeah, he got 100 million, and I think it was five years, 100 million. You're gonna tell me that you wouldn't take that on this team right now because I sure as hell would. That's my first I question, would, right? I would, but my I second question that. is okay. So my second question is: you talk about the flexibility, and I actually like the point that you made. And I got to be honest with you, I, I agree with you that you sold. James Harden, I would say for 70 cents on the dollar, 60 to 70 cents on the dollar. They get kudos just for that off off top. They get kudos for that off But But you and I both know that you have to equate some of him stepping back numbers-wise is because he's playing in Brooklyn. And, okay, but the thing is, what I will never be on board with, and I disagree with you on this point, I hate the, I hate the statement, well, you know, I'm gonna. I want to save our money because you know there could be other guys out there that we can pay instead. There's no okay. guarantee of that. Okay. There, you can't guarantee that. You can't sit here and say, not you. I'm talking about fan who makes this argument because I see it every single day. It's like, well, I don't want to play p- player X now because in two years, players Y, Z, B, and D are going to be available, and we could have a shot at one of those guys because we have a max slot. Well, okay. Well, what if that player goes some? What if all four of those players go somewhere else, and then you have no shot at any of those guys? You've lost them all. You didn't get player whatever that you had a shot at, but you didn't want to pay. That's the risk you run, and I don't. It's not worth it, dude. Well, okay, because they they chose <laughs> that money because you, they okay. Well, maybe they looked at the the free agents classes that's coming up in those years that they would be paying Jerry Allen. Maybe some something that could come along and say, well, hey, we want to pay this guy more. We'll feel more comfortable giving this guy whatever. But let me ask you this question about James Harden. What did the Rockets mm-hmm. give up to get James Harden in that trade? Uh, Kevin Martin. A pick? Uh, no, they gave up three picks. Three yeah, picks. It, was, it was multiple picks. Kevin Martin. I mean, that was about it for a sixth man on OKC's bench. Okay, so on 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 the return that we got from as far as what we what we got from Harden, would you say that's more or less than what we initially got from him in the first place? Uh, I think we got more because of the trade. But to me, that that one thing does it's apples and oranges, my man. Yeah, like my like my thing is because the value's different. It the value's different, but it's also the the shift in mentality of the franchise that turned when you traded Harden, because as soon as you trade James Harden, you're done. Like you're no longer a contender while you trade him with two years left on his contract. And instead of, (coughs) you know, it's another notion that this league is filled with a bunch of whiny little bitch prima donnas, excuse my language, but it's true. I'm selfish. I'm selfish, but I was so glad that Harden was gone. I was so glad, man. But look, here's the thing, though, is that there's no middle ground with James Harden. Either you loved him like I did because Harden was my guy. Like, I'm a Harden Harden guy because without him, you're nothing with the roster that you had. 
Like people forget the amount of great memories over the his tenure here. My and my before what it was. I mean, I don't want to go back to that. Like I don't want to go back to the the days of Kevin Martin being your best player because you're you're at th- two levels below that now. I mean, the Rockets are nothing right now by league standards. To be to be honest, I just feel like Harden has ran his course in Houston, and I just sure. feel like he wasn't going to win here anymore. I like, I, you know, I, I cherish the memories and everything, but you know, it was time for a change. Going into a sure. new decade, it was time for a change, and you know, when you rip that bandaid off that scar, it's it's going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? In the beginning, it's going to take time for that scab to heal without the bandaid. I don't on, disagree. You know, so I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree with trading. He just him. ran his course, man. Yeah, I want to make sure you and I are on the same page. I don't mind trading him. I don't mind trading any player if you get the right package in return. The Rockets, it remains to be seen what the package is. Because right now, you could argue they wouldn't have been in a position if they didn't trade him, they wouldn't have been in a position to draft a Jalen Green. But Jalen Green right now is is a huge question mark. You know, he's missed 12 games and we're 30-ish games into the season. Like, you can't judge. My thing is you can't judge this trade because it's all predicated on the Nets being bad. Like, that's what it comes down to. And the NBA talent that the Rockets acquired in this trade is all gone. There's no guys left. So if they come out of this on the other end six years from now and we're like, oh, well, the Nets fell apart. All of their picks are coming to us. And they're all legit draft picks. Awesome. But my thing is, we talked for 30 plus minutes about how the Rockets need a rim protector. That's Jared Allen. And the Jared Allen on this team would, I can't even tell you how it would improve this team. I mean, drastically. I mean, the Rockets, he's worth probably five wins by himself. I would say, I'd say five to seven wins because he's exactly what you need. On this team, I, I don't, I don't, do, I don't disagree with that. I just think they're thinking that okay, you know what, something else better than this is going to come. They, they feel like something better than Jared Allen is going to come around. And to be honest, right now, I wouldn't say right now, but I would say that they do have some assets to go get a disgruntled star right now if they wanted to, or in the future yeah. if they wanted to. So that's always in their back pocket too. Plus, they have the money to add players on top of that as well. So that's why I said it's about sure. the flexibility. You know, you 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 like Jerry Allen and you like that he's in the rotation, but for right now, to me, it's not about winning. You wanna you wanna start winning in the like mid decade, 24-25, when you gotta start giving them picks up, that's when you wanna be good. You but know, two man. things. Yeah. Two things real quick. Two things real quick. Number one, it feels very reminiscent of you're in the club and you've got a sure thing, but you're not 100% on wanting to leave with that sure thing. And you're like, you know what? Maybe something better will come along. So you hang out in the club until 2 o'clock and you're like, oh, the sure thing left. And now I'm sitting here, you know, holding, you know, a warm beer. That's my first analogy yeah. to what this is. The second, Hey, man, it happens to the best. <laughs> I, I get you. I've been there, done that, right? But the <laughs> yeah. thing is, to bring it back to NBA circles – Think about the Boston Celtics for five seconds. They were the ones who acquired oh, all those draft picks. All those draft picks, and they're like, you know what? We've got Jason Tatum. We've got Jalen Brown. You know, we're maintaining this flexibility with the picks, with the, you know, the salary cap, thinking that they had a shot at a Kevin Durant, or they had a shot at a guy, you know, like a DeMar DeRozan, or they were going to get a Bradley Beal. 
And guess what? It never, or Giannis, you know, when Giannis wasn't, you know, signed. Nobody budged. Nobody budged. And, you know, the, they couldn't make that trade. Give me the sure thing within reason, right? Like Jared Allen to me, I would have taken in that deal. A, because you could have had him. B, you had the cap room that you could have, you weren't paying anybody else, man. Like you could have taken on Jared Allen. You don't have one other max contract on this team. The three guys that would have been making the most money at that time, John Wall, but I don't even include John Wall anymore because he'll never play for the Rockets again because, you know, he's the most selfish ball player in the league. Um, him or Westbrook. Uh, the three guys that you're paying to play would have been Jared Allen, Eric Gordon, and uh, Christian Wood. Christian Wood and Eric mm-hmm. Gordon don't even make $20 million a year, and Jared would be right at 20. And you're playing with a bunch of young dudes. So you could have added a max guy down the road. Now I agree with maintaining the flexibility. I'm with you on that. And I'm with you on the hard and front that you could have sold at its highest peak, like the player himself, but you, you the package you received did not resemble that. That's where I'll leave it. So, okay. So Jared Allen gets us how many more wins? Five to seven. What does okay if I if I'm projecting 25 to 20 to 25 wins, you're getting seven. So that's what 31, 32 wins. What what is what is that doing? That's not doing anything for me. Right now, if, if I don't want I'm tired of being in the middle. James Harden had us in the middle, always had us teetering whoa, in the middle or to whoa, the top. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, on, and we, we James Harden did not have us in the middle. Do not do that. Not 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 in the middle. I'm saying as far as we're contending, but as far as like I'm not saying as far as us like being in the middle, but in the middle of the pack, we were never like the outright favorites on eight. Those guys are the favorites to win a title. We weren't that, oh, but you know. Because you, come on, you know, you and I both know that that's the case. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but come on, I can't let you spit those kind of opinions no. here because you know they were going up against the greatest collection of talent in the history of the NBA. And nobody, and nobody else tried, and nobody else even tried to go against the Golden State Warriors, and I understand that. Right. And they, we do get credit for that, but ultimately, we failed, and we had to tear it down and do what we, and we had to tear it down and redo something different because the landscape changed, you know? So it's like, when we failed that mission, we, we already knew what time it was once we couldn't beat Golden State. That's what, that's what led me to the decision. It was like, yo, you know what? It is what it is because we're not going to be able to beat these guys. And they broke up. They broke up themselves. But it's it's just you know I don't want to be but, in the either, but Jared either Allen we win is or we're like are we yeah he is another piece but either we but that's win. another piece you don't have to add in the draft is what I'm saying. You know, like you can go yeah. get a Jared Allen and then you then you reassess the situation and you say okay so now we've got our big man in the middle that you have to have you got to have one of those and it. To, in order to be successful in the NBA, right? I'm trying now, to catch LeBron and and Steph on their last legs, KD on their last legs. We don't need to continue. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, to I'm just saying, like you, you can last, then, last leg, like oh. But you and I both know that you're going into this draft knowing you have to get a banger to go along with one of the two bigs that you have on the roster now. Mm-hmm. If you get a Jared Allen, you don't have to do that. Then you can look at it. You can be like, you know what? We're pretty happy with the guys that we have right now. Let's go best player available, stick them, you know, wherever we need them. And, you know, now you've got some more flexibility, but, you know, I, it is what it is. 
Harvey, I've appreciated you being on the show tonight, my man. Come by anytime. No problem, man. I, I'm always listening to you guys, man. I appreciate what you guys do, man, and I love the show. Love you, Andy. Appreciate man. you. Keep up the good work. Happy holidays to you and the family. Yeah, happy holidays, man. Thank you. All right. Man, what a fun show. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes the Dream Take podcast. Uh, once again, highlighting tonight's unhappy final, 133 to 118. Uh, we will be back live here. I should say I will be back here live on Wednesday and Thursday, Spotify Green Room, uh, right after uh, the Rockets games uh, Wednesday night. Let me take a look at the schedule, see who we've got coming up. Uh, the Rockets will be at Milwaukee Wednesday night, 7 o'clock tip. Uh, so we should be on the airwaves probably right around the same time, right around 930. Uh, I will say the Indiana game on Thursday night, uh, we will be running a little bit late. Uh, so that show will begin here on Spotify Green Room uh, at approximately 10 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, so 10 o'clock Thursday. A little bit of a later start uh, for the show there. But as always, we will be live here with you to talk all things Houston Rockets basketball. Uh, if you're on Twitter, make sure to give the Dream Take a follow at the Dream Take. You can follow the mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me personally on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore and be my co host, Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. Make sure to check out. Uh, Dream Shake on Facebook as well. Uh, if you'd like to head on over to uh, the website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets!